Hello, everyone. Welcome to a hopefully shorter than usual episode about Superman, episode 8 from 2023, eight, the 18th of August. That is Zero Day, part 1, part 1. I am Bob in Cascadia. That is Matt in the Southland. We are part of Uncanny Treks. How are you doing this evening, Matt? Doing all right, Bob. Man, the Superman show. Hmm. We're getting some weird stuff. <laughs> it's gone from like 0 to 100 really, really quick. Yeah, yeah. Although, I mean, they really did set up... Uh, they did a lot of work this season to set up this episode. I don't know if it was worth it, but they did a lot of work to set it up. Yeah, but in a, the span of eight episodes, I mean, we've, we've been introduced to Superman, Jimmy, Lois. We've had Superman fall in love with Lois. We've had them be really close together. We've introduced, like, half of his rogues gallery. I mean, come on. Like it, it is kind of interesting to think about. I wasn't thinking about this before you said it, but it is interesting to think about, like... We know this is coming back for a season two, uh, you know, once the writer's strike and the actor's strike are over, pay your writers, pay your actors. But once it's over, we know it's coming back. And it's like, what is left to do on the personal story side? Yeah, that's what I'm just amazed at. They just push the relationship together really quick. Yeah, I mean, maybe the is Superman going to go evil thing? Who knows? Is that going to come to head next week? Uh, is it just going to be something that's still lingering at the end of the season? I'm not. I'm really not sure. I wouldn't predict it one way or the other. You know. Yeah, they got signed on for a second season so quickly. Like I'm pretty sure they knew well in advance while they were producing this they were going to have that second season. Is it also going to be a thing? And I'm not sure that it will. But is it also going to be a thing where we fi- we find out the general is you know Sam Lane? Superman is really, really uh, traumatized by whatever, you know, uh, Sam Lane and Amanda Waller get up to with him next episode. He's really hurt that Lois didn't tell him and, you know, her kind of hypocrisy on the secret front. And so they have to kind of repair the relationship in season two. Yes, Bob, that's probably what's going to happen. You two could be a scab. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Um, So, Matt. Speaking of uh, speaking of weird things, does it bother you that this version of Superman, unlike some others we've seen, needs sleep? It really did because I always remember that Superman could just be awake at all times. Like I always thought that was kind of neat. Like he's always on call, and he just does the Clark Kent thing to kind of you know pretend to be human for a little while, yeah, and a little more human. Yeah, like he doesn't have to version... eat, he doesn't have to sleep. There's just all those yeah. things that we t- that we have to do. He doesn't have to. He's alien. He doesn't need them. Well, and it's not, it's not, I think it's not so much he's alien so much as he's supercharged by the sun, right? I think, like, on Krypton, he would still need to eat and sleep. Or, that is correct. Yes, because yeah, he's on alien other, here other to worlds. Earth, yes. Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I don't know. It, it's always kind of neat. I get that they're going for a more grounded Superman here in some ways, so that's fine. But, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I do like the idea that he only sleeps occasionally to relax, not because... Bags under his eyes was interesting. Haven't seen that ever. Yeah. Also, uh, very, very millennial Superman or Gen Z Superman giving him a caffeine addiction like that. Yeah, chugging energy drinks and coffee. Way to go. So, you know, Matt, I assumed that Lois Lane's Vicky Vale hero worship was, you know, just a little little something for the hardcores, a little joke. Uh, were you surprised that she actually showed up in this episode? Very, very, very surprised. But the design itself, I kind of wish they would have gone for the more classic redhead look from the comics Mm -hmm. i mean vicky's always she's always had red hair yeah or they could have gone even with the whole like trying to make it look more like kim basinger thing but no they kind of went with this 
a different, another League of Lois member is what she kind of looked like to me. I could have done better with her design. Here's a thought. Do you think the show has been so obsessed with having, like, for lack of a better term, Lois doppelgangers, like the League of Lois from last week or Vicky from this week, because they're unconsciously anxious about this Lois being younger and Asian and the fans rejecting her, so they're giving they're giving them other options? You can, I think you brought this up last episode. I, th- I think you're right. I really do. Yeah, but, like, last episode, it felt like they were kind of, like, they they kind of guessed that this Lois would you know be unpopular with a certain segment of uh, I'll go ahead and say racist fans, <laughs> and so they were sort of tro- they were sort of tweaking them about it. But yeah. th- this week with bringing in Vicky, who's I mean you know I I don't want to like oversell Vicky's uniqueness in the comics. She's a pretty rare character from what I've under I understand. I haven't read much with her in it. But she's not, there's not that much to her in the comics uh, or in Batman 89, but by bringing her in or just her having her basically be the stereotypical version of Lois, it's kind of an interesting, I, I don't know if it's intentional or unconscious, but it's interesting. I mean, she really is Lois to Bruce, if you think about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, totally. It's what I mean, it is. But I mean, Batman doesn't have time for that, so. I mean, I think that maybe there's potential there, but yeah, I mean, you're right. She's totally, she was a 19, you know, Superman was way more popular than Batman in the 1950s and the 1960s, hard as it, hard as it is to believe today. And so, uh, yeah, Vicky, Batmite, Batwoman, Batgirl, all just ways to have Batman imitate uh, Superman, right? Right. So, uh, did you think that Batman might make an appearance, or Bruce Wayne might make an appearance, or get a mention or nod after you saw Vicky? I'm leaning no, because I don't know how Batman fits in the tone of the show. Like, I just yeah, don't... that's that's what I want to see though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I want to see their take. No, it's a, it's a good question. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, and I'm not even saying like have them interact. I just mean like, oh, mention Batman and have him like on a newspaper or something, you know, just something to show that he's in this world. Yeah, I mean, they've certainly mentioned they've mentioned uh, Falcone uh, in this episode, and then they mentioned Green Arrow. one of his. Yeah, they mentioned. Well, I was going to say they mentioned one of Falcone's associates who's in Metropolis a few episodes back. We noted. I'm trying to. I can't remember if there have been any other. Batman references they did reference Green Arrow and honestly I could see Green Arrow and Superman having a a weird relationship in this you know in this show that might make more sense to me on some level than Superman and Batman yeah I mean I don't I, I don't I do not see them bring Batman into this for any extended period of time but I just I would just be interested to see their take their anime yeah. inspired Batman yeah <laughs> that would that would be interesting I mean it's like on the one hand Batman and Superman's relationship is a really important part of Superman's mythos. But on the other hand, like there is that big, you know, Batman Cape Crusader cartoon, which I assume is also going to come out in the near future. Do you know anything about that? I haven't heard anything about it. It's been pretty quiet about everything's about been about X-Men 97. (laughs) Well, we also don't know when that's coming out, right? It was supposed to come out this fall, but we don't have a premiere date, which at this point would suggest probably not. Right. Right, but they're still pumping out like they're they're starting to pump out merchandise and things for that. So that's been the big okay. talk, you know, of what's happening there. I, I've heard nothing about the Batman. I could also see uh, Cape Crusader and X Men ninety seven being things that people want to hold back uh, in case the strikes stretch on. You know? Yeah, you're gonna they're gonna want to have content that people are gonna actually tune into. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, so that, yeah, that'll be interesting to see. So I, I will say uh, the one distinctive characteristic they gave Vicky this episode, uh, I really do enjoy her commitment to annoying Perry. It's good stuff. Yeah, that is one thing. And I felt like Lois did that, though, in the comics a lot more. So Yeah, yeah. I, I, that's what, once again, I feel like this was just another version of Lois. Maybe, maybe a little more, like, shallow and superficial than Lois, but basically Lois. Yeah. And then I, I was also thinking about this because we see a brief return of Flip from the News Kid Legion in this. But the fact that they had to kind of bring in Vicky, was, it was interesting just because there's so many reporters on the show cast already you know you got cat grant steve lombard and ronnie troop and it was just really interesting that instead of using any of them or the news kid legion for this they they bring in vicky yeah they wanted that hashtag batman bob <laughs> <laughs> well and they uh, earned it good job because cat grant they could have just used cat grant and it would have pretty much done the same thing yeah it would have been the same thing or or ronnie troop now and could've she didn't have thing. to go to the head editor of the uh of the Gotham, Gotham Gazette. Gazette. It could have just yeah. been whatever, what's the company that they... Galaxy Broadcasting. Galaxy Broadcasting. That's all they had to do. So I think that they probably just wanted that Batman reference to, to make it trend a little bit more. Having covered, I guess, what I would consider the more interesting parts of the episode, I will say I, I don't really like what's going on with the rogues here. I dislike this version of the Mist intensely. Um, they basically just make him a dude with invisibility powers. But it is kind of interesting that they're basically using him to drive Superman crazy. That's a, an, an interesting use of him. I also can't really say I'm a fan of them turning all the Superman rogues into the Suicide Squad. It just, I don't know. <laughs> it's just done work for me. Yeah, let me just say that the Suicide Squad here is not your typical Suicide Squad. <laughs> it's Would you almost call it like sea level at this point? <laughs> Um, well, I would call it a C-level Suicide Squad in as much as I think these are mostly bad versions of characters I like. Like, I like Silver Banshee, Parasite, and The Mist, and I think these are these are kind of bootleg versions of them I don't care for. I wouldn't call it C-level in terms of, like, you know, disrespecting those characters in general. Does that make so sense? So if you had the actual, if you had well-written versions of the characters designed like their, their comic book counterparts, you'd probably be more likely to enjoy this version of the Suicide Squad. Whereas what they have here, this techno technology-based, mm -hmm. weird-ass team of young people that mm -hmm. don't really have that much character development, it's not as interesting. Yeah. Gotcha. Yes, yeah, it's, it's all very tropey. It's very tropey. Well, I'm going to tell you one thing, Bob, about this particular group, and this is going to go into conspiracy territory. Everybody put on your tinfoil hats to listen to Matt. Because it finally hit me last night. Hit us. All right, so this version of the Suicide Squad sucks. I agree with that 100%. All right. But there's one characteristic of this particular group that I have never seen before. Mm -hmm. They are all flying in the air. Was that not weird to you? That is weird. I don't mind it, but it is, and I guess it's maybe even necessary to have this many villains fight Superman, but it is an interesting choice. They have to be able to fly to keep up with him and stuff. You know, that's yeah. all it is. So, like, even yeah. Deathstroke is flying around. It was also, just to interrupt slightly, sorry, it was very weird, like, how intense the Superman-Deathstroke fight earlier in the show was versus how, like, Deathstroke was totally just one of the least important villains in the Suicide Squad. It was just kind of interesting. Yeah, I, I didn't even realize he was there until he just kind of just shows up and slashes him. I'm like, oh, Deathstroke's also yeah. involved in this fight. Okay, cool. 
Because yeah. <laughs> I kind of thought he was supposed to be like their leader, right? like the leader of the team when they're on the field. That's definitely the vibe you get from the first few episodes of the season, but then he kind of falls off, doesn't he? Right. So, Bob, why is this flying important? What's, what's the conspiracy theory here? Well, there is a video game that was supposed to release this year called Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League. Okay, I vaguely heard of that, and I do want to say that's a cool title. It is a pretty cool title. Cool concept, too. I mean, come on. But they showed footage of the game at uh, these conventions and stuff they have, mm-hmm. and the feedback they got was so poor that mm-hmm. they decided to postpone it until next year. Really, they postponed it indefinitely, but that usually means at least a year. Mm. So, what do you think the main complaint was, Bob? I don't know, Matt. What was the main complaint about Suicide Squad, colon, kill the Justice League, (laughs) exclamation point? All the Suicide Squad members had jet boots and were flying all over the place really, really fast. Does that really make for poor gameplay? Well, that's the thing. People want authentic gameplay. If you're going to be Harley Quinn... You want to be Harley Quinn with a fucking mallet, hitting people, and doing goofy shit. Not flying around super speed, real fast, first-person shooter type stuff. Maybe if you're Deadshot, yes. Not Captain Boomerang. I mean, not to be a contrarian, but I sort of feel like, okay, in a regular Suicide Squad game, I get that. In a Suicide Squad game that's about them fighting the Justice League, don't they probably need to be able to fly for the, on the same principle that they sort of need to fly in this one? Probably, but it just is not fun. <laughs> you want it to be more authentic. You want it to be more like the characters you're used to. They don't fly, so why are they flying? It's a problem. I'm thinking they're trying to expose us more to Suicide Squad members flying so that we're more accepting of the game. Uh, yeah. uh, uh, That's my conspiracy theory, Bob. Okay, okay. I mean, yeah, that's yeah. I'm, I'm sure there's some synergy going on there. That seems seems right. I guess another complaint for me to make though is just this version of the parasite, Matt. It sucks so bad. Like, is it just me or does he look like the final Pokemon or like the main villain from Dragon Ball Z, like Vegeta? I think that guy's name is. Did did he look like this before? And I just chose not to notice it in that earlier episode. I don't think he did. I think he was more humanoid looking in the previous episode and here he you're right he turns into this like Mewtwo looking thing that <laughs> Mewtwo's yeah, a Pokemon in case you're wondering that, he's that's like the, the final <laughs> that's the final Pokemon right I, I don't know I don't know enough about or at least the like, name of it. I think like in the initial run was the final Pokemon I don't I don't know either yeah but this thing's huge I mean this thing's like it's just stupid looking and it's just it doesn't fit the parasite yeah that's just it's so weird. Like, I know you were speculating about Ivo becoming Metallo or Metal Zero, which also probably would have been bad, but honestly, I find uh, Metallo or Metal Zero to be a pretty generic villain. So I don't think I would have minded it as much, but like, Parasite has a cool gimmick. Why are you messing up Parasite's cool gimmick to turn him into Iron Man? The only thing I did like about Parasite here is that when Superman would punch him, his like, his body would light up because mm. he's absorbing the, yeah, the energy the impact. That was a cool thing because it felt like he was getting larger, like just slightly larger. They did a good job cool. with that, but I wish it would have been like the original yeah. parasite look and not this new design. Yeah. Yeah. Or again, like I want to, you know, I, I don't, I want to say it's not just that these things aren't comics accurate. Like you can depart from and improve the comics. That's fine. But 
like they're worse than the comics. Like if you're going to do something different, it needs to not be worse is my, is my general rule of thumb, right? Yeah. Well, my thing too is kind of meet in the middle somewhere and they'll just make it a whole different concept like they have with these technology-based villains. Like <laughs> Maybe if they weren't established DC villains, I would be complaining about there being no established DC villains in the show. Maybe, but I, I don't know. I still feel like just if you just had Superman fighting these random technology people, that would be fine. Like, I, I don't think I would be offended. So, Bob, do you think this is going to be a three-part episode? Um, I actually know it won't because I looked at the episode titles a while back. I think they may have put them out, like, shortly after the pilots dropped. But uh, we've got a is it Zero Day. That was what this was called. Yeah, we got Zero Day Part 2 coming up. And then the finale is going to be called Hearts of the Father, which... That's not a great title, but I one can assume big Sam Lane and Jor-El energy. And I mean, probably it's effectively going to be a three-parter, right? It's just going to be like the fallout from the two-parter. Yeah, so, yeah, I could see that. I try to avoid the uh, titles like ahead of time because I don't want to be spoiled. Interesting. You, I guess this is another example of I'm sometimes just softer on spoilers than you. Also, it's just uh, my OCD for the podcast. It's like I tend to make like you know, list of episode titles for us to, for me to at least to consult about what we're doing next. So I, I don't know. I just don't think of that as spoilers, I guess. That makes sense. I just, I've just seen things. I've just seen the titles of episodes spoil things for me before. And it's just, it's annoying, but teaches on, I guess. Were you one of the ones who cracked the mystery of like the breaking bad season two titles? No, I never got that deep into it because, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So this has been our episode on Superman 2023. I guess at this point we can say we're probably going to finish the damn season. <laughs> yeah, we'll watch the next two episodes, guys. We'll... <laughs> yeah, yeah. So join us uh, join us for our continuing coverage of the Superman show that we will not call by its name because it's a bad name. I am Bob in Cascadia. That was Matt in the Southland. We are on Candy Treks. Have a great night, everybody. Thanks for listening.